We're going to find out more about that and other topics in the fight to reform immigration. Uh, here in America, special guest as we welcome uh, into the Dan Mason Show this afternoon, Ira Melman from the Federation for American Immigration Reform. Hello again, Ira. Great to have you back. Good to be back. Thanks. So what do you think about what the old governor of Texas got done here? Well, he has put some teeth in these anti-sanctuary uh, policies. Uh, he has made it clear to these local jurisdictions around the state of Texas that there could be serious consequences, loss of state funding. Uh, also, the people who make these policies could potentially liable, liable personally uh, for the consequences, including being charged with a misdemeanor. So, uh, you know, he has put the local sanctuary officials on notice. Uh, and I think even more importantly, this was directed at a lot of other states States around the country that want to do something similar. Uh, you know, Texas uh, essentially took the lead here. Uh, he is going to blaze the trail, and other uh, jurisdictions around the country that want to do this will have a, a trail to follow here. Much as California has kind of led the way among the handful of states that want to obstruct immigration enforcement. You know, it has been interesting. There, there is a little bit of a change in attitudes, at least in some areas, being detected. You know, here in Nevada. Our legislature, with Democrats in charge, had a bill they were actually considering to make us a sanctuary state. Uh, that didn't last long before they backed off on it. So I think you know, they're hearing a little bit of this as well, like other states perhaps. Well, yeah, I, I, there's also, you know, President Trump's executive order in which there's the potential loss of federal funds. Uh, you know, I was just listening on the newscast. Uh, Nevada has run over budget this year, so they need that money coming out of Washington. Washington has leverage. Uh, the state has leverage over county and city governments. Uh, this needs to be exercised because these laws are, are illegal. Uh, they're illegal under federal law. Mm -hmm. They also pose a danger to the community. Uh, you know, these local officials have never around when there's a tragic consequence that arises from having protected somebody from removal, uh, you know, that's just bad luck. Uh, but, you know, it isn't just bad luck. These are avoidable excuse me, avoidable tragedies, and the people who make these policies need to be held accountable. Yeah, I think that's the most frustrating part of this, this whole debate, you know, being near San Francisco here in Nevada. You know, the, the, there's been no accountability for the death of Kate Steinle, and that's been well, a couple years now. Yeah, you know, the city officials in San Francisco, they've kind of doubled down on these policies. Yeah. They have said, you know, we're not going to obey federal law. We are not going to protect the safety of the community. We're still going to do this because this is our political policy, and we don't care what the consequences are. Ira Melman's our guest. He is from the Federation for American Immigration Reform in Washington, D.C. You know, what's interesting about the Texas law with the Governor Abbott, uh, Ira is, you know, he he got that done through his legislature, and so far Donald Trump's been trying to do things with executive orders. Because, sadly, I think it's pretty clear Congress still doesn't want to touch this, do they? No, they they have earned the name a do nothing Congress. They they they're doing nothing. They're doing exactly what they've always done. Uh, and you know, somebody needs to light a fire under them. They were elected to do a job. Uh, I. I Frankly, I don't think Mitch McConnell or Paul Ryan want to do anything to uh, strengthen our immigration enforcement or to change the criteria under which we admit people so that it's more merit-based. Uh, they're kind of happy with the status quo because it suits the U.S. Chamber of Commerce and some other big donors. Uh, but the fact of the matter is they had that party taken away from them by Donald Trump. And one of the issues that he took it away from them on is immigration. Mm -hmm. He promised the American public that he was going to do certain things. Uh, he now 
now needs to start leaning on these guys because they're not going to do it on, on their own. He has to put pressure on them uh, to carry out the agenda that he was elected on uh, because that's what he promised the voters. Yeah, for sure. Uh, one thing uh, that is interesting uh, as we talk about all of these cities and their sanctuary policies that are in place, they all seem to have something in common, uh, high crime, failing infrastructure, lousy schools. But yet, as we've seen in places like Chicago, uh, they're willing to spend money to legally assist illegals in fighting deportation rather than focus on some of their more serious problems. Yeah, uh, you know, th- these are political decisions that are being made by these local officials. Uh, they have decided, you know, you, you look at what California has been doing over the past few years, you know, even as the state has gone from one budget crisis to another, they keep coming up with new programs and new protections for people who are in the country legally. Now, as you mentioned, Chicago and Sacramento and Los Angeles, San Francisco, they're all starting these publicly funded defense funds uh, for uh, people who are fighting deportation. So, you know, while the schools are, you know, crumbling, while the infrastructure is crumbling, they're taking money out of the uh, out of public coffers and saying we are going to use this to help illegal aliens fight deportation from the United States. Uh, you know, I have to think somebody who is driving over pothole-ridden streets every day, or whose kids' school isn't teaching their, their kids what they need to learn uh, to succeed in the 21st century, they might want to have something to say about this to their local officials. It's really up to them. You know, cautiously optimistic, I think, would be the term after the first 100 days uh, of the Trump presidency. Kind of do a little pro-con exercise with you here. What's good that has happened so far in, on the immigration reform front? Well, the, the biggest thing is the change in perception. Uh, there was just data out today that illegal immigration, since Trump has come to office, has dropped by 70%. Uh, the, the surge of unaccompanied minors coming across the southern border has virtually dried up. Uh, it's down by more than 90%. And this is due to the fact that the president has sent a clear message that we're serious about enforcing our immigration laws. And one of the things you'll find over many, many years is that illegal aliens are really rational people when they believe our immigration laws are not going to be enforced, they come in large numbers. Mm-hmm. Uh, when they believe that if they arrived at the border, they would be apprehended or turn themselves into the Border Patrol, processed, and then released with a notice to appear sometime around 2020, they were coming in large numbers. Uh, the, the president has stopped those policies. He has made it clear that if you show up at the border, if we catch you at the border, we're going to put you in custody. If you don't have a valid claim to press, we're going to send you home. And people have responded rationally. And I think that is the perfect model that uh, Congress needs to follow here. Uh, We don't need to go to extraordinary lengths. What we need to do is to demonstrate resolve and rely on the fact that nobody's going to come here, nobody's going to invest their life savings or put their life in the hands of a smuggler to come to the United States illegally if they don't think they're going to benefit by doing it. And that is the best way to enforce the law. It's the most humane way to enforce the law. Convince people not to break it in the first place. That's what needs to be done. So uh, let me touch on you know those statistics that we've seen that apprehensions at the southern border have dropped significantly, and that is entirely up to that you know perception uh, that has changed. Uh, does this mean the border is now under control? 
it, it means it's a lot more under control than it was a few months ago. There's still more to be done. Uh, you know, what, if people start to discover that, you know, if you can get into the United States, it's all going to be the same. You're still going to be allowed to stay here. Uh, it, it will revert back to the way it was. So we, we need a combination of things. We need to give people reasons not to come across the border illegally in the first place. Uh, we also need greater border security, making it more difficult for people to come across. Uh, we need to internal controls against the employers who hire illegal aliens because about 40% of the illegal aliens in the United States didn't cross the border illegally. They came on a visa and overstayed. So it's got to be a combination of things. The more you do, the more you discourage people from trying in the first place and the more effective it becomes. Uh, so, you know, we just need to continue to show that resolve to systematically cut off all the inducements for coming to the United States illegally and rely on the fact that people will make rational decisions. I want to ask you a bit about legal immigration. I saw a great piece that you wrote. You know, the, the advocates say we got to have more foreign workers here in this country, that legal immigration and more foreign workers is good. So we're, we're continuing to admit immigrants at record levels, including the number of visas for guest workers. Uh, you say we not only need to stop that, we need to cut back. We do. Uh, first of all, we need a, a merit-based immigration policy so that we can select people based on some objective assessment of their likelihood to succeed once they get here. Uh, we, but we also need to, to cut back on the levels. We, you know, we've been taking a million plus people every year for yeah. you know the past decade or two, uh, and you know the, all the studies indicate that we're going to need fewer workers in the future, not more. Uh, automation is going to be replacing a lot of the people who are coming into the country right now. They're coming with skills that are going to be replicated by robots and other machines uh, within the next decade or so. The Forrester Research, which is you know just a market research company, uh, they've done an extensive survey. Uh, they estimate that we're going to lose 25 million jobs to automation over the next decade. Wow. Uh, you know that same phenomenon will create 15 million, but that's still a net loss of 10 million jobs. And the people who are going to be displaced from the 25 million jobs aren't necessarily going to be able to fill the 15 million. New ones that are created. So we're going to have to recognize that simply bringing warm bodies into this country isn't necessarily going to deal with, you know, help our economy. Uh, we need people with specialized skills. Ira Melman's our guest, Federation for American Immigration Reform. Uh, real pleased, uh, Ira, to receive an invitation for you folks to return to the nation's capital next month for the 11th annual Hold Their Feet to the Fire event on the 28th and 29th of June. We're going to be there to do some live shows. Looking forward uh, to seeing you. But uh, a little different this year. It's not the president's feet we need to hold to the fire this time, is it? No, it is Congress's feet. Uh, you know, as I said, they, they've been doing next to nothing. Uh, they need to start carrying out the agenda that the president ran on. Uh, you know, they need to recognize that what happened in this last election, uh, the Republican establishment basically lost control of their party because they weren't doing the people's business in Washington. They were doing, you know, the special interest business. Uh, they need to understand what the American public wants. Otherwise, they're going to face some serious trouble come 2018 and, uh, you know, that they will deserve it. Ira Melman, Federation for American Immigration Reform. Look forward to seeing you uh, in Washington, D.C. next month, pal, and thank you for the time today. Looking forward to it. Thanks. All right, there he goes. Uh, June 28th and 29th, we will be there. A couple of days of live broadcasting uh, from Washington, D.C. Uh, it was a terrific event last year, and, and I know that we, we gave you a ton of great information uh, on the shows that we did from Washington, and we're going to do the same uh, again this year. So look forward um, to that.